The Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 20. Glory to you, O Lord. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after this he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. And if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of his nails in his hands and put my fingers in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. And although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. And Thomas answered him, My Lord, my God. And Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for your Easter power. And in the story of John's Gospel, we hear about the Pentecost story, the coming of your Holy Spirit. Fill us with that Spirit. Renew us in that power that we may fulfill your commandment to go and tell. In Jesus' name, amen. Christ is risen. I love that. I like Easter. Walter Brueggemann is an author, and he says that the hardest question facing Christians today in the 21st century is that God is no longer a primary actor in the story of their lives. So don't get it wrong. He's not saying people don't believe in God. He's just saying that apart from church, people don't think about God very often. And he goes on to say that the biblical story those stories that we learn in Sunday school 
are becoming unfamiliar. And it's not the kind of story that we tell in public. It's only the kind of story that we use in church. So then we have this resurrection story of Thomas. Let's look at the life of Thomas thinking about our faith. So the disciples come together on this second Sunday in Easter. They come to the upper room. They are afraid. The door is locked. Jesus comes, gives them peace. And then he gives them a commissioning, and then he gives them the Holy Spirit. He breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit. That breath of Holy Spirit is important because in that breath there is life. Oh, I said I was going to talk about Thomas, didn't I? Thomas wasn't there. So what about Thomas? Thomas is mentioned three times in the Gospels. The first time is when Lazarus dies and Jesus is away from the tomb of Lazarus. And he says, let us go and talk to Thomas. The disciples remind Jesus that he was almost stoned, and if he goes back, something terrible will happen. And what does Thomas say to his fellow disciples? He says, let us go also, that we may die with him. Thomas has courage. He wants to go with Jesus And he understands that something about death and Jesus are going to happen. Second time we hear about Thomas, Jesus is talking about his death and that he is going to his father and have many mansions prepared for them. That's the King James Version. I like that one best. And Thomas stands up and says to Jesus, I don't understand. Where are you going and why can't we go with you? So Thomas is again brave enough to ask Jesus a question. And Jesus explains the answer by pointing to himself and talking about his death. The third time, or third and fourth time, Thomas is not with the disciples. He doesn't understand that they have received the Holy Spirit and have power. And he says, unless I touch and see, I won't believe. Jesus comes really doesn't say that if he touched, but he saw the risen Lord, and he's moved to faith, and he says, my Lord and my God. Thomas grew 
in his faith. John Westernhoff has a book out called Will Our Children Have Faith? And when he's talking in his book, he's talking about faith that comes in four ways. And because today is Confirmation Sunday, I thought it was very fitting to use that. We start out with experienced faith. Usually it's preschool and early childhood. Faith is by imitating actions. A child praying the Lord's Prayer without understanding the meaning. Or having people around the child saying, this is what we do, this is how we act, and here are our stories of faith. The next step in faith is affiliative faith. This takes place in childhood and early adolescent years. This is that time of confirmation. Faith belongs to a group Faith still centers on imitating what the group does. This is what we believe, and this is what we do. This is our church, this is our group, and these are our stories. The third step in faith is searching faith. Late adolescence and early 20s. Is this what I believe? Thomas fits in nicely here. He does not blindly accept what the others have said. He wants to know for himself. This is when head and heart connect. And we ask the question, are these stories my story? Thomas had questions. He had questions about faith. He had questions about Jesus. But he did not leave the group. This is the time, the searching faith, late adolescence time, when the questionnaire asked, do I stay in this faith Or do I move on to something else? Do I believe or do I become an unbeliever? This is the time when we have the highest dropout of church membership. The fourth step in faith is early adulthood, own faith. These steps are somewhat age-related, but they are always experience-related. We go through these no matter what our age. This stage comes after you're done searching, after exploring the question, is this what I believe? Then we can come to an answer that says, yes, I believe, Thomas comes to that after questioning his fellow disciples, and he says, my Lord and my God. The other disciples didn't go through that step. 
They were given the Holy Spirit, and they believed. Peter questioned, and he came to the answer that he had been practicing by being a disciple of Jesus. He believes. The fact is, for our faith, change and growth take place slowly. Rarely is there an instantaneous transformation from an unbelieving heart to a believing one. There's usually all kinds of starts and fits and stumblings and trying again. Faith is a lot like battling an addiction or sticking in with a hard relationship or living with chronic illness. Those things that demand time, power, faithfulness. The early Christians were called followers of the way. The way is not a destination. The way is a road that we walk. It's an invitation to journey with Christ. At 10.30, I'm going to say this to the confirmands and young people. I'm going to say you are at the most dangerous point in your young life of faith. I'm going to say that you have been to Sunday school and worship most of your life. You have relied on those people around you to give you faith. You are in stage two of the four stages of growth in faith. And now we bless you in your own journey as you go on your own and make faith your own. I'm also going to tell them that they have completed what sometimes is called the vaccination of getting any more faith. Meaning you have enough faith to have the correct answers, but your faith has not been tested. The questions might be, Do I know Jesus? Can I walk with Jesus and know that Jesus walks with me on my own? Have I met the living Jesus or only the picture of Jesus on the wall? Does faith in Jesus become a center point in my life or a turning point where we say, church on Sunday is for children and old people. Faith on this Easter day gives us two points of God. We either view that God is making all things new or that death is the ultimate reality. And neither one of those can be proven. Faith is a response. Faith is a statement that says, 
my life will reflect a living God. It's interesting that if you look at the disciples before this Easter Sunday or in Pentecost, and you ask the question, what changed the disciples from being fearful and locked in a room to being fearless and going out into the world? Two things. They had experienced the resurrected Jesus, and they had received the gift of the Holy Spirit. The giving of the Spirit in John is something that takes place after the disciples had been told and commissioned, you will do what I do. So the purpose of the resurrection is not so much to prove that there is life after death, but it's to give power to our commissioning to go out into the world and witness to Christ. So, we had balloons that blew up, that were floppy, that blew up, that went flat, that blew up, and if you hold them, and if you hold them long enough, the air will seep away. How do we do church renewal? You can take a balloon and you can put breath back into it. How does that work in the church? C. Jeff Woods talks about renewal this way. Church renewal occurs when a distinct group of people expect the Spirit of God to challenge, to direct, to empower them to reach their potential of being the church in today's world. The church does not renew itself. The Holy Spirit challenges, directs, and powers the work of renewal. Luther says, we are to be renewed often, daily, in the power of our baptism." The Holy Spirit brings growth and renewal. Numbers growth, common bond growth, growth in faith maturity, all kinds of growth. God is the source. Amen.